At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Thanks for joining us, Raider Nation. We're in the home stretch. And this segment, we're talking fantasy football, the Silver and Black Today League, just a few weeks away from kicking off, and Mo's ready to get beat. Right, Mo? Not. Not. (laughs) And uh, to do that and to talk fantasy football, uh, we always bring on our good friend, my former co-host here on the show, and that, of course, is Kelly Kreiner, who joins us now from Las Vegas. You can follow him on Twitter at Rating the Draft. And Kelly, welcome back, man. Uh, I noticed that you had your Got Sources t-shirt on, which Mo has also had on this show as well. Did you guys hook up and Mo sent you his excess t-shirt, or what happened? <laughs> well, I don't know how long Mo's had his, but uh, I actually looked at the. I've had I bought mine on May twenty third. So I've had mine for a minute just to let everybody Save know. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So, I'm so the you copycat. Know. He's trying to say I'm the copycat. No, no. Kelly. I'm saying I didn't copy from you. Ah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, it's a great shirt. Everybody should have one. I'm just saying that I didn't buy this because the great Mo had one. Kelly is the fashion plate. So he's, he's keeping us all into the fashion game here, as you can tell, <laughs> if you're watching. So, so we're, we're, we're happy with that. I'll, I'll take, I'll take my cues from Kelly. Kelly, before we get into the fantasy football, I got to get your opinion. You know, Mo and I on the show talking about the Raiders camp ending yesterday on Wednesday, the Patriot practices, what we've seen. Uh, There's been a couple reports out that now maybe the Raiders are shopping Alex Leatherwood. You and I have done some draft shows together on the radio where we were shocked by the picks that John Gruden made. This was another one. What's your thoughts on Leatherwood if he can be salvaged as a guard, or is this a situation with, despite the money, uh, the Raiders could say goodbye either via trade if somebody wants them or just letting them go? 
I mean, I, I think at this point you're going to have to try him at guard because you can say that you're shopping somebody, but I can also shop the 83 Buick that I have that's on blocks in front of my house. <laughs> if nobody's willing to buy it, then you're not really shopping it, oh. you know? It's like, 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 who's going to pick him? Who's going to trade something of, and when I say of value, even a pick swap? to take up the contract with the way he's looked in the past, you're basically, man, it's a sunk cost at this point. You're to my opinion, you're trying him at guard. And if, you know what, if he doesn't work at guard, the next year it's, you know, go for, you know, you're, if he, if he doesn't work next year, you're probably cutting him or you're taking him like, Hey, one last chance. Cause with the contract being what it is and how much they owe him, you know, I mean, give it a shot. Yeah. Well, Kelly, mm-hmm. you're, you're a draft. You're a draft guy. You study the draft more than anybody I know. There's always somebody else out there who wanted him, not where they the Raiders took him, of course. But there's somebody out there who likes Alex Leatherwood for whatever reason, because of his talent, because of what he did at Alabama. When you look at him, uh, does that play? Is if if there's a guy out there, somebody who runs an NFL team, a GM, a scout, whoever, that may have liked Alex Leatherwood coming out of college. Um, might that be the type of person who inquires about him? Well, I mean, there's always somebody out like they liked Alex Leatherwood because they saw what he did at Alabama. You don't like Alex Leatherwood. You saw what he's done with the Raiders and in the NFL. So, but there's always that coach out there that thinks that guy's not using him right. I can fix him. So there's always going to be someone out there that thinks I'm, I can, you know, they screwed up. It's, you know, it's part, it might be partly his fault, might, whatever, but there's always a coach that thinks if I get that guy, I can make him great like we thought. So there's always a chance. I'm just thinking that once you factor in the contract and everything, you're not going to get enough, in my opinion, to just basically say we're done with this and pitch him. Dude, keep him on the roster. You know, you can never have enough offensive line depth. You know, even if he's not a starter, if someone gets hurt, you know, you can throw him in. He's a body. You know, you're already paying him. So at this point, like – I don't see what someone could offer you that would legitimately get offered that you're like, okay, let's make this trade. No doubt. Good stuff. As always from Kelly, there we go. All right. We're going to shift to fantasy football now. So Kelly um, and and Mo and I were talking earlier in the day and uh, there's been some, there's been some movement with the NFL rosters, not just the guys who got cut, but there's been some starters named, and let's start off, Mo, with your, your what you talked to me about earlier uh, uh, this week on Wednesday. You mentioned, as we were prepping for the show on Thursday, you mentioned uh, the Baker Mayfield situation. Yeah, um, Kelly's probably going to cringe his teeth at this, but <laughs> I would say the Carolina Panthers' pass catching group is gets a slight upgrade with Baker Mayfield. I'm not saying it's a major upgrade where you're running out to go get Robbie Anderson at all costs and Terrence Marshall. But keep in mind, Baker Mayfield played with a torn labor for most of last year. And he's had a couple of good years with the Browns. As long as he's healthy, he gives those Panthers pass catches a slight bit of a boost. But what I really wanted to bring Kelly on the show for was I want to know why Kelly treated Evan Ingram like he was Alex Leatherwood and wouldn't want to offer me anything for him. Kelly actually went out and got Isaiah Likely, who's the Ravens standout tight end from the preseason to fill his tight end spot. And I had been offering Kelly Evan Ingram for weeks. Kelly ignored me and he went out and he got a preseason star. Explain yourself, Kelly Kreiner. Uh Oh, 
Well, if I wanted Evan Ingram, I could go get him <laughs> off the scrap heap because you pitched Not him well. like an old you pitched him like an old newspaper. Um, th- there's like maybe a 15 percent chance that Isaiah Likely's my starter, my fantasy week, week one. Um, just the way he's looked in the preseason, he's like especially in deeper leagues, he's might be like a viable kind of mm-hmm. you know. He might be viable to like if you really like if you're hurting for tight end or anything. I just picked him up because, I mean, we've still got a week before, you know, I mean, anything can happen. You know, we see injuries and we see injuries in camp all the time. If something happens to Mark Andrews, Isaiah likely is an automatic top 10 tight end. So, figured, eh, you know, it's not costing me anything to pick him up. It's not costing me anything to put him on the uh, my roster. And Isaiah Spiller that I dropped has already been, he's out for week one on top of not doing anything in the preseason. So, I didn't really give up anything to pick him up. So before we move on from the tight end conversation, Kelly, I'm just going to do this one more time. Austin Hooper, my tight end, <laughs> my backup tight end, is available if you're looking for a tight end before week one. Um, offers are out there. I'm willing to listen to any offer you got. Um, just put it out there. Austin Hooper, by the way, playing pretty well, has a rapport with Ryan Tannehill. So if you want a tight end, I'm Wait still open for business. Wait a minute. Is the Vince Lombardi of fantasy football, is he now trying to make a deal on the air? Hey, man. Well, anyway, you can get it. Well, it's funny because Austin Hooper was actually a guy that was on the free agent wire that I was looking at to possibly pick up when the season started. Um, but I've got three or four options, and I will probably I'll, – I'll give a conservative estimate. I'll probably have four tight ends by the time the season's over with. <laughs> <laughs> because when I punt tight end, I'm basically streaming tight end all year unless yeah. I pick up somebody that happens to hit or something. So, yeah, I'm not really that concerned about my tight end position. You know, now my kicker, got to get a kicker too. You know, that could be tough. So, Kelly, see, see, we're, go ahead, go ahead, Mo. It's really quick, Scott. When when Austin Hooper racks up 988 yards and 12 touchdowns, Kelly's. we want to rewind the tape back to this episode. Kelly's going to regret, regret not taking the offer because, as I said before, Kelly, the price today is not the price tomorrow. It goes up every day. So I'm just, just saying. That's my last, my last piece on that. Well, yeah, kind of like the price of Evan Ingram went up and up until he's now free. <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh boy. <laughs> but but here I am. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking right now at the league. I'm looking at the transactions in the silver and black today league, and it's it's. Evan Neal before Zod, which is Kelly's team. It's Mostradamus, Gully's Gashers, which is my team. It's fun. We are the ones all picking people up, dropping people, although mine was just a kicker. Uh, you also, Mo, uh, picked up a running back. You want to talk about your running back? Yeah, Gus Edwards, I picked him up simply because, yes, I know he's going to be out to start the season, but mm-hmm. if you watch the Ravens for the past few years under Greg Roman, He's going to use his running backs. He's going to run those guys into the ground. I know J.K. Dallas is probably the lead guy. They got Mike Davis, who's probably going to be getting some portion of the workload while Gus is out. But once Gus comes back, he could he could push his way into that rotation and, and get some production. If it, it's like Kelly said, if there's an injury, injuries pop up, especially at the running back position, J.K. Dallas coming off a serious injury. If they have to slow him down for whatever reason, Gus Edwards is going to be a playmaker at that position. And it also makes a difference because we drafted are so early. Like we drafted yeah, we three did. weeks before yeah. the season started. Um, my team would not look like this if we drafted a week before the <laughs> the season started. 
You know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys are the same way. Oh, You've yeah. like you wouldn't mm-hmm. have a, the same roster construction, but it's like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. going to gamble on a couple things here, see what happens. Worst case scenario is I drop that and pick something else up. Yeah. What other what other what other moves have you seen or injuries? I mean, injuries are always a big part of this, too, especially in the preseason. What have you seen, Kelly, happening out there in the NFL that could impact uh, the guys in the league uh, and, and the one gal, which is just win Wendy. Shout out to her. Um, that that could impact the league and us getting prepared for the start of the season from a roster perspective? You know, to me, there really hasn't been anything that's happened yet that's had a, like, much of a, like, kind of season-long impact. Um, you know, we've, we've seen more of, like, the issue in Washington with the commanders about, you know, um, Antonio Gibson, about how he's, like, returning kicks, stuff like that which maybe they're just trying to get him to help him hold on to the ball a little. Um, you know, the six fumbles last year were bad, but the seven fumbles in his first two seasons is still less than people like Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, and Adrian Peterson had. So I think that's getting a little blown out of proportion to where it's like, okay, we get it. Everybody wants the hot new thing in there. But the guy had mm-hmm. 77 carries in college and you made him a running back. You're going to have some growing pains. Yep. But what he can do with the football, nobody else in that commander's team can do. All right, Kelly. So when we look at our league, when we look at the silver and black today league, clearly final cuts come up. There's going to be a lot of us with players uh, that we have on our roster, e- even, even as starters that we might have to uh, then replace. So when you look at that and you look at cut day, uh, how quickly is this transaction wire in the silver and black today league going to go bananas? I mean, the fact that really the three of us are the only ones that have kind of done anything so far, <laughs> like that's not like real surprising because most people, when they draft their team, they got who they wanted. So, you know, and early, like I said, it's been too early for there to be any big like cuts or big any moves, anything that's going to like affect your teams. So it doesn't surprise me yet. But um, I mean, the, the, the first week of the season is always overreaction season in fantasy football. Mm. because every time that one running back or that one, you know, wide receiver has a big day, everybody's going to flock and try to grab that guy. And there's only so many Anquad Boltons. There's only so many, you know, I tell you what, you, if Sammy Watkins is on the roster for the Packers, which I kind of doubt he is, you can almost pencil him in every year for having a monster week one and then sucking for the rest of the year. <laughs> if does. Sammy yes. Watkins is on he a does. roster, he's going to have a big week one people are going to flock to grab him. And then four weeks later, he's going to be back on the free agent wire. Cause that's what Sammy Watkins does. So yeah, before the season, I don't really like before the first weekend, I really don't see much. It's always after that first week where overreactions kick in and everybody's got to have the, the new hot toy, man. Everybody's got to have that new thing. No doubt. Guys, what about, I know not in our league so much, but in a lot of leagues, uh, people, de-emphasize certain positions. They go grab guys they want, to your point, Kelly, people they like to have on their roster. And so you're you're sitting there without the quarterback you want. You're sitting there without the running back or wide receiver you want. Uh, when you look at the preseason and how some of these players have done, the second, third-tier guys at those positions, is there anybody who sticks out to either one of you that might be a good get for some of these people in the other league? Because we're not going to let people in our league get them. Uh, somebody that wasn't like somebody that's still a free agent that would be a good get. Correct. So, or or tra- or a trade opportunity, you know, because I, I think I, I hate leagues where there's no trades happening. Now, 
again, you don't just trade to trade, but if there's value for value and somebody needs somebody and you have a spot to fill, then hey, maybe maybe you look at a trade. Is there anybody out there that that is worthy of that right now, especially going into week one where we don't know much? Um, like something like that, it really like you kind of just have to look at each team and each roster because most of the time people have they either they'll either go kind of running back heavy or they'll go kind of wide receiver heavy when they're drafting their team. So it's like okay, this team has this team needs a wide receiver because they have five running backs or the, the opposite of that. So you kind of just have to go when you're looking, especially for a trade partner, you kind of have to go the other way to where it's like, okay, what does this person need? What do they have that I want? Um, and another thing that I do, especially like with the roster that I have now, before the season starts, I'm a big fan of, like I said, not drafting a kicker, not drafting a tight end, getting other players, because now I'm going to throw a two for one out there knowing that I can't keep, the number of players that I have anyway. And if right. there's a guy that is doing well that I'm probably going to have to cut anyway, if I can add him to something and trade him to somebody else to make the deal look better, knowing that I was going to cut him anyway, it's just that much better in the trade market. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I let Kelly answer first because I wasn't going to answer. I actually have my eye on a guy. I actually tweeted about him a few days, a couple of days ago. I don't know if Kelly saw it. He might have. Um, he was actually in one of my recent Bleacher Report columns. I'm not going to say it on air because I know if this goes out to someone in our league and listens to our podcast, <laughs> he will be picked up. I'm not saying Kelly would do it because as Kelly said before, he's not going to pick a guy based on another person's advice. He's going to do it if he wants to do it. But I, I guarantee if I say the guy's name, he will be picked up within 24 hours after I say it. But I wanted to ask Kelly a, a question about his roster. Maybe he wants to tip his hand on this or not, but is there anyone on the roster that you're looking at right now on your roster where you're like, what the heck was I thinking drafting this dude? Because I know you, as you said, we drafted early. So, you know, preseason hasn't happened yet. Injuries settling in. Is there one guy you're like, man, I, I made I made a goof there. Or what was I thinking? No, because as chaotic as my draft might look. And like I said, I'm, I'm looking at it as I'm winning or I'm 12. That's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple, like a, I've got several wide receivers, um, the running backs that I gambled on, the young running backs, they're not panning out right now. So, I mean, that I, it looks like I may have missed on those, but, I mean, that was part of the plan. So it's like, yeah, it hasn't worked out. It may not work out, but that was what the plan was that I set forth, you know. And the one thing, especially with a wide receiver, everybody likes the number two wide receiver on teams. When there's yeah, there's a there's a team that there's a definite number one that might not be as sexy, but he's the number one guy. I have three number one wide receivers on my bench, so it's like if any of them, like Kadarius Tony, could easily be a top twelve wide receiver next year. He could easily be a top twelve CFL receiver next year. We don't know, <laughs> but it's like he has the ability to give you a wide receiver one year. You know. Christian yeah. Kirk is about as he could be like the new Robert Woods, 
because he's going to get hyper fed. It's going to be ugly. They're going to, I mean, he's going to be the Christian Kirk has a chance to be the garbage man of all garbage men, because when they're down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and they just got to throw the ball, he's going to get hyper targeted. It doesn't matter how you get the points as long as you kill. Isn't that trash man, Kelly? Not garbage. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I screwed up. You haven't said own. trash in the whole show. I'm very disappointed. I had an over-under bet with Mo. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, we, ha- we haven't really hit anything to where I would actually – I I, you just can't throw that out willy-nilly, you know, because no. you don't want to take down the meaning of that. If I call That's somebody true. trash or say something's trash, <laughs> you know it's from the heart. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you my regret though is Mark Andrews. When I drafted him, I, you know, I bought too much into the rankings, and there were other players there. I think I would have been better off taking. To your point, because I, I I strayed from my usual standard, which is I don't care about defense and I don't care about kickers and I don't care about tight ends. Um, but I guess because I was in that position, I took him. So I wish I wouldn't have taken him. I'll take him off your hands. I need a tight end. <laughs> Clearly, you're, yeah. you're, you're on the waiver wire all day with tight ends. It's funny you say that, Scott, because I'm starting to have not concerns about not doubts or concerns, but just second guessing myself about getting Travis Kelsey. And I, I may be falling into the preseason hype of Patrick Mahomes throwing two touchdown passes to to Jody Fortson. Uh, but I yeah. feel like it's a it's possible that with Kelsey coming going up there in age. Patrick Mahomes may use more of his backup tight ends. Now, I think Blake Bell got hurt, so he's not going to be playing. But Fortson, who's a converted wide receiver tight end, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to be Darren Waller or anything, but he may get some more looks than usual. So, yeah. Little and we don't know what we, we still don't know how that Chiefs offense. I mean, we've seen some in the preseason, but we haven't seen it in full force yet to understand how they're going to line up and how it's going to look, too, to your point about uh, how he spreads the ball around uh, now that they switched up. So, Good point, but just yeah, don't, we all, just don't we give just just don't give the, just don't give the points to Sky Moore, please. <laughs> we all know why. Well, it's funny, Mo, because I'm kind of on the opposite side of that. I think that Kelsey's the only known thing you have in Kansas City now. Mm-hmm. To where, mm-hmm. if you're keeping a wide receiver in Kansas City, it's going to be basically you know roulette every week who has the big week. But you know, Kelsey's going to have like Kelsey's going to be consistent until you carry him off the field. So I think I, I yeah if I was if I was him I mean I mean I wouldn't worry about him if I were you but if you want to trade him holler at me <laughs> he's um, ready I will he's, say I he's will ready say to take thing. him off your hands I won't say which pick it was but if I would not have been at work drafting I would have thrown something in my house because I missed out on somebody by one pick now if you go through there and look at it it's probably gonna be pretty easy to see who it was but yeah if I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been at work I would have thrown something well there you go. Kelly Kreiner, talking fantasy football, amongst other things. Kelly, we always appreciate it. And we're going to have you back on, obviously, more regularly, but we got to get to the season. So we'll, we'll uh, in a week and a half or so, when we get ready for that week one matchup, we're going to get together, we're going to talk matchup, and then we will start to have some of the other players in the league join us uh, when we see some of these matchups and some of these games and how the head-to-head unfolds in the Silver and Black Today League. So, buddy, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, no problem, guys. Anytime. All right. There you go. Kelly Kreiner with us to end the show, talking some fantasy football, Mo. You and I have a little bit of uh, shopper's remorse on two tight ends. <laughs> See, tight ends, man. It's like I gave it too much. I, I Actually, I gave it too much thought. I gave it too much credence, the rankings. I was buying into it, and I just should have just went with my gut and said no tight ends. 
and the and the point that Kelly brought up is the point why I drafted Travis Kelsey to begin with is because he's the only surefire thing in Kansas City as far as their passing game is concerned. If anyone's going to rack up the points, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. But like I said, I try not to be a, a, a prisoner of the moment, but just seeing him throw to Fortson out there, I, and I start to think, okay, what <laughs> if they start using more two tight end sets? What if Fortson has a bigger role than I thought? Kelsey's getting up there in age. You know, he I believe he's you know 32, 33 years old. So, you know, not not that I have buyer's remorse, but a little, little nervous about his numbers because I I remember I drafted him in the second round, so I'm expecting second round return from him. Yeah, and watch, he'll go out and get 180 and three touchdowns in week one, and then you'll be like, oh, see, I was brilliant taking Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so it all works out. That's how fantasy football is. Uh, all right, Mo, we're going to wrap up the show, but we will be back tomorrow. Friday, we have a mailbag show. We're going to release that in the morning, both on YouTube and, of course, the audio version. And then Friday night, after the Raiders uh, take on the Patriots at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, we will have our postgame show. Mo, myself, and, of course, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio with the voice of the fan. So make sure you join that. So three days in a row, lots of silver and black today, lots of Mo, lots of Scott, lots of Murph, and you got your Kelly. That was That was enough of Kelly for the week, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Kelly, fans hey, love Kelly. They do love Kelly. He's he's lovable. They do. He's lovable. I mean, he just it's he, Kelly. When he starts talking betting and fantasy football, the people love him. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk the next time we have him on to talk about fantasy. Though we'll do a little bit of a longer segment and we'll talk some betting because that that'll be pre week one. Now Kelly mm-hmm. bets on the preseason because he's that way and he knows what the hell he's doing. But we will talk about going into so we'll talk about some more wagering when we bring him on next time. Scott, if Kelly could, Kelly would bet on a joint practice if he could. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. Mo, I'll see you tomorrow, my man. All right. We'll talk Raiders, and I'll be on Alex Leatherwood Watch from here on out. You will be. All right. I appreciate you guys all being with us again today here on Silver and Black Today. Again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the audio side, wherever you get it. If you're on Stitcher, you're on Apple, you're on Google, doesn't matter, Spotify, you can get us there. Do that for us if you would. That helps us a lot. And the guys in the suits at Odyssey love when uh, you guys download the show. So please do that. And that helps us out uh, significantly. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, we had a great YouTube crowd on last night. Big one and for us. And we had great conversation there as well. And as we are now too. So appreciate that. Hit subscribe and also hit the notifications bell. For Mo Moten, Kelly Kreiner, I am Scott Colbrantz, and this has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care of one another, and we'll talk to you next time.